Welcome in, everybody. A little episode of Dom That's True. Uh, eventually, I'm going to start counting these, but uh, now that we're into the double digits, i got to say one time. Oh, this is episode 10. Can you believe that? Oh, we, shit, i got to change my title. You can no longer ca- count the episodes on... Well, after this one, you can no longer count the episodes on two hands. Uh, of course, this being episode 10. Uh, what are we going to do? We're going to talk a little bit about NFL Week 9. We're going to start off We've with the Chiefs. We've done this for 10 weeks. I'm, I know. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I know. 10 no, weeks? I know. I know. That's wild, man. I, I know. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, time flies when you're having lukewarm takes on a... <laughs> hey, hey. We have super hot fire here. Super all right? hot fire. You have flaming hot piles of take all the time. It's great. Um... <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome everybody. Uh, of course, I'm always uh, Truman Steen, the Steam Machine, found on Twitch or Twitter at Steam Machine. Uh, always joined by my very handsome co-host Owen Dom, uh, Domination Seven on Twitch. Owen Gosh Domit on Twitter. We'll spell them later. Don't worry about it. They're both very hard to spell last names. I don't know. They're not hard to spell last names. They're like tricky last names. We both yeah, have it's, we it's, both have dumb H's in our names that right, everybody it's, that it's, freaks everybody out. Right. It's it's names that like like phonetically makes sense like yes you would you, you you should be pretty easily able to like say them but when you say dom like people are like oh d-o-m or when people say steen i'm assu- i'm assuming people which go s-t-e-e-n right yeah yeah exactly yeah, so there's yeah your h your d-a-h-m and my s-t-e-e-h-n is the h's are like what are you doing, yeah. man? What are we yeah, doing? This big old curveball. We got some nice sliders. Yeah. That's some good. That's some good old Ellis Island additions to the name. Uh, <laughs> oh, so what are we going to talk about this week? We're going to talk about NFL Week Nine. Uh, kind of, I guess. I guess we'll kind of preview NFL Week Ten. Um, the Chiefs are off next week, so mm-hmm. expect next week to be kind of our. We're gonna. I'm gonna do a little. We're gonna do some midseason awards. I'll actually be. Uh, we might we might do a podcast in person here. I've got. I'll tell you about plans in the future Ooh. coming up. Uh, so, right. but, but we've right. got, we've got a juicy episode right. next week, but we've got a juicy episode this week. I want to talk about the chiefs, uh, holding on against the Carolina Panthers this week. Um, you know, and I think as we've seen through these games, I think one of the bigger themes among, uh, kind of the, uh, I think in the NFL media, but especially the chiefs media is that it feels that the chiefs are taking that, uh, or more so Mahomes is taking that level into becoming maybe an MVP candidate. And uh, so we saw Mahomes win the MVP in 2018. Owen, I want to get your feel. Do you think what he's doing right now this year is more impressive than what he did in 2018? Well, so so I have, I don't know. What he did in 2018 was insane. Like, rookies don't just pop off like that. So, I mean, well, he wasn't technically a rookie and blah, 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 whatever. First-year starters whatever, whatever, generally sure. don't pop off like that. So I don't know if it's more impressive, but I'd say that Patrick Mahomes might be a is a far better. He looks like a better quarterback than he was, but I wouldn't say it's more impressive. Like the stuff he's doing now, is just like the stuff that we were like, man, you know, these all these deep plays are great, but what happens when they take away the deep ball? Is he going to be able to dink and dunk? And in 2020, the answer is yes. He's he's showing us that he he's willing to take that five yard pass to Demarcus Robinson. He's willing to take that seven-guard curl to Travis Kelsey, to McCole Hardman, even Byron Pringle. He's, he's showing that no matter who's on the field with him, he's going to give him yards. And so in, in that regards, it might be more impressive, but I don't know if we can compare it to his MVP campaign just yet. Just yet. 
If he continues on his pace, yes. Like I, I get it, and I don't. I, you know, so 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 here's the stat lines I want to read for you. Um, in 2018 uh, through nine games, he was at 2,900 yards, 29 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. That was the MVP campaign. Uh, in 2020 this year, I've also got 2019, but we won't really talk about 2019. It was just a weird year, but uh, but you know we could wrap back around to those stats. But in 2020 through nine games, he's at 2687 yards, uh, 25 touchdowns, and one interception. So he's you know two and a half, two and a half, or two and a half hundred yards. He's 250 yards short of where he was at that point. Wow, that was tough to say. <laughs> or actually closer to 225 yards after all that. Uh, 225 yeah. yards, a little bit short of where he was in 2018. He's four less touchdowns, but he's six less interceptions. And obviously yeah. we've talked about how he's on NFL record pace uh, at 25, 25 touchdowns to one. Never been, nobody's ever hit 20 touchdowns with one interception still. So what he's doing is pretty unprecedented. And un- unprecedented? Pre- precedented? Unprecedented, yeah. You got is it, it unprecedented? Is there- unprecedented. Okay, because it right. sets a precedent that you haven't heard before. It's a, okay, all right, sure. Yeah, you um, got it. You nailed it. Okay, all right. Um, but uh, so it's exciting, you know. But it's but it's so it's interesting to see because we're gonna likely have somebody that's gonna put up very similar stat lines to what Mahomes put up in twenty in twenty eighteen that we've already discussed that we think Mahomes is ahead of. So it's weird to think that. So while you can sit while we can sit here and say, well, I think twenty eighteen was more impressive. I don't know if it was because we're watching Russell Wilson put up very similar Mahomes stat lines through through his first nine games or, or through his first eight games. You know, Mahomes, Russell yeah. Wilson is still on pace to break the NFL the NFL record for most touchdown passes, and it's just mm-hmm. I I don't I I, th- yeah, I think you know, this is more it, impressive. I want to say yeah. it feels weird. You know, and I'm with you there. It's it, it, it he's shown growth and maturity in this and. It's kind of a similar situation that Russ is in. He's having to force the ball a lot of the time, which is why he's having these interception numbers. But Mahomes, in his 2018 campaign, didn't force it like Russell Wilson has been. And we'll and we'll get into that later. But, oh, yeah. Russell Wilson's kind of been throwing the MVP race for himself lately. But, we'll, again, like you mentioned, we'll talk about it. Uh, just a quick comparison on Russell Wilson's stats. He's only, had, he's only played eight games so far this year. But – what he's put up through eight games is uh, Mahomes had 2,900 yards through nine games. Russell Wilson has 2,541. So he's on pace to hit that. Mahomes had 29 touchdowns. Russell Wilson has 28 right now through eight games. Uh, very wild. easily, very easily could throw one or two next week and get over Mahomes' numbers. Uh, but Mahomes was at seven interceptions right now. And Russ has kind of, and that's, I think, been the big issue with Russ lately is that he was so uh-huh. efficient to begin the season. And then the last, uh, what is it, two games, he's thrown. Yeah, six interceptions. Yeah, these these stats right. were much more impressive when he was at twenty two touchdowns and two interceptions. But right. now he's at twenty eight and eight, and you're like, you know, because Russell Wilson had not only the touchdowns going for him, but he had the touchdown interception ratio. Now we've got right. a question: Well, do we do we praise efficiency more? Do we praise stats more? And this is going to be an interesting MVP race. But right. I think honestly. I was probably more proud of Mahomes and like more you could rub your other fans' faces in it more, which is what really matters in twenty eighteen about course, Mahomes stats. Cause in twenty twenty, it's not flashy to go twenty to go to have twenty five touchdowns and one interception. It's just Which is awesome. insane. That's such yeah. that's an insane statement. Right. You know, is that and Aaron Rodgers I think what has two interceptions and like 
also like what is it 23 or 22 touchdowns right now like yeah uh i can i can double check uh keep making your point though yeah but i mean it's and, and people and people regard aaron Rodgers because he his team's dropped a couple games it's like not even really in the race like at least in the national media anyway right now it's mahomes and russ and he's putting up some pretty serious numbers too true and uh, can you yard. tell me right now yard. can you tell me right now who has the most yards in the nfl do you know oh it's someone dumb i know it's someone dumb Passing yards, passing yards, of course. Right. Well, I don't think Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson would no, even pass. Of course, not Lamar yards. Jackson. Lamar Running Jackson's backs don't throw. You're Lamar right. Jackson's having a terrible year this year. He's had he's yeah, thrown he's... for less than 200 yards more than he's thrown for over 200 yards, um, which is just disgusting. Um, All right, five seconds. Is it Tom Brady? No. Okay. It's Matt Ryan. Matt, oh, okay. That makes and, a lot of sense. And I mean, he has Matt 300 Ryan. more yards than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, because Matt Ryan is good. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I mean. I guess. Uh, I don't know. Crazy, you know. I, crazy I, th- I think we've already made the argument against ourselves. I think, I, I, while you say this year isn't as impressive as what he did his, rook, or his first year starting, I think you've already, I think last, last week we've already made the, we've already made the argument that it, this is more impressive than what he's, than what he did last in 20 Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like the, the Michael Jordan MVP race from when he was dominating in the 90s. Like, after he won those first couple, it's like, do you just keep giving it to him or are we going to make excuses for ourselves to give it to somebody else? And I think that's right. kind of the situation we're at. I don't know, man. Russ it, Russ has looked real. You know, he's dropped two straight games and games where he threw a lot of picks. It's just, just not... Yeah, and we're going to... Is it, is it two once, straight or is it... Did I get that mixed yeah. up? Is, was there a game once, in between uh, that Arizona game? Oh, it was nah. the San Francisco game. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. He threw, but he threw... That's right. Yeah. So, sorry. I mean, so in the last the three weeks, his... he's thrown five interceptions. Sorry, my numbers were off. Yeah. But and then and then I think he'll throw for more once he continues to play in that in that NFC division where every team's good and the defenses are all good as well. So uh, he's got certainly got an opportunity to throw more. But yeah, uh, uh, Russ is the clear front runner. I mean, uh, not Mahomes is the clear front runner for me right now. Yeah, I mean, I I think so, and obviously we'll we'll get to our MVP cases of the week uh, here in a bit. Um, but so, to, but staying on the Chiefs here, um, so I guess we've talked about kind of, and this is kind of going to be our wrap up into the bye week, and then the bye week's going to be the bye week content's going to be off the charts. But uh, my question for you, heading into the bye week, what odds would you give the Chiefs on winning the Super Bowl? As, uh, and I guess I need to clarify this. Let's talk betting odds, where you know plus one hundred is plus one hundred is one to one, plus two hundred is two to one, plus three hundred is three to one. You know, uh, you've seen money lines, you've seen underdogs. Give me, give me your numbers. So I'm pretty confident that they're going to at least make the AFC Championship. Right. So I'll give them four. I'll give them plus four fifty, plus four seventy five. Mm-hmm. What are, the, what are the odds right now on sports lines? What are they giving? Oh, that's a good question. I didn't even look. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can pull that up. Uh, well, while I do that, um, what I was going to tell you is that I have the Chiefs. Personally, me right now, uh-huh. and this is going to sound this. I mean, I I did this, and I was even kind of like this is kind of insane. Um, but I wrote down a number first, and then I changed it because I remember that the Steelers are undefeated. But uh-huh. remembering that the Steelers are undefeated. I put the Chiefs as plus two fifty. I would take the Chiefs at That's plus two fifty. Uh, That's you know, not crazy. I'd lay I'd lay ten bucks to win twenty five dollars right now on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. That's not crazy. Like, I, don't, I just don't. Uh, think like, just thinking about it, I want to give them that you know that twenty five percent chance. 
But Vegas Vegas flip the, record has the Chiefs at plus three fifty. So we were right around it. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Jeez. I wouldn't be surprised if they had the Chiefs at minus a hundred as a clear favorite. No, you can't nobody's ever gonna be minus. The until, NFC is until, so weak this year. The, until you get the, through the playoffs. Whoever wins the AFC championship is gonna stomp whoever in the NFC champion. And the, whoever wins wins the NFC championship. Right. The NFC is so weak. The Super Bowl is gonna go to the AFC team that makes it to the Super Bowl. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. Just, just, just look here. That just here. feels wrong. To, that just feels Let's wrong. Let's just to take say. a look real so, quick. For the record, at the NFL. Um, for the record, the Steelers, uh, not surprisingly, have the second best odds at plus five fifty, and the third best odds belong to. Can you guess? I deafened. Can you get? Okay, so the Steelers are Steelers are plus five fifty. That's number two. Can you guess who number three is? Uh, okay. Steelers, Steelers plus five fifty. Yes. Third place. Yes. Uh, it's got to be the Saints. Mm, no. It's not the Saints. Is it the Packers? No. Is it? It's is it an AFC team? No. What? Is it the Seahawks? No. Dude, I'm dumbfounded. Who no, is it? It's it's the person with six Super Bowl rings. Oh, it's Tampa Bay. Oh, Tampa it's Bay's. the Tampa, Tampa Bay's a plus six hundred. No way. Uh, New Orleans, New Orleans closely follows at plus seven hundred. Then Seahawks at plus seven fifty. Then the Baltimore Ravens at plus eight hundred. The the Bucks just got smacked. So at while, home. but so while you can talk about the NFC not being strong, it is two AFC teams up top, and then it's three NFC teams, and then it's back to the AFC. So that that last AFC team is Buffalo, I'm assuming. No, no, no. That third that third AFC team is Baltimore. Baltimore. Wow. Wow. Let me you know, check. I guess. Yeah, Buffalo okay. is at plus sixteen hundred, which would be double the odds of the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't disagree with that. But really? I don't think I don't think either of those are good bets. Um, you know, we're not really yeah. a betting podcast per se, but uh, you know, I do we I do a fair amount of, I do a fair amount of betting shows, uh Steam vs. Machine. <laughs> Uh, Twitch.tv slash Machine on uh, Fridays. But, there you go. Um, you know, got to do the shameless plug. Uh, of course. For the record, Owen, do you remember what happened uh, last year to the Chiefs on November 10th? On November 10th? Mm-hmm. Was that the was, Raiders game? That was not the Raiders game. But you're on the right track. Uh, it was significant. That was what we... It was, it's was it the last time we lost a game? Was that the Titans game? That was. It's not the last time we lost the game. Obviously, we lost the game to the Raiders. But yes, it was the Titans game. So, in those three hundred sixty-five, in those three hundred sixty-five days, the Chiefs are seventeen and one, with a point differential of plus two hundred forty-three. Holy shit! I just wanted to. Oh my God. Sorry, I saw that. You know me. I'm scrolling through the interwebs. I saw that. I saw that on Twitter. And uh, yeah. So to, uh, yeah. So it. the game after that Titans game was the game was the Raiders game, right? In 2019, uh, when we absolutely smacked him? Uh, I honestly don't know. It might have been. It might have been the game in in uh, Mexico City. That might have been the Mexico City game, maybe. Mm, the Chargers, chance. when Dirty Dan walked him off. Maybe I don't know. I'm just. That's a uh, that's my guess. Um, but okay, I just want to get your odds. I want to get your odds on the Chiefs Super Bowl because honestly, honestly, I would have put him at plus 150, and then I remember the Steelers were undefeated. And plus one fifty uh, would have been insane. I just odds. don't care about the Steelers being undefeated. You have to have no. a good offense to beat the Chiefs. And I think it's one of those things where everybody knows it, right? Everybody knows that the Steelers aren't that good. We all, 
We all know that they're fine. We all know that they're probably second round of the AFC playoffs for sure fine. But I don't know if they're yeah. AFC championship game fine. Like I know that they the might Chiefs be. Mike Tomlin, sure. I yeah. really respect Mike Tomlin. They're the best. They're the best. You know, they're a top three team in, in the AFC for sure. I just, but I don't know who I'd put above them for number two. But I feel like Tennessee can beat Pittsburgh because in order for Pittsburgh to beat you, you have to have an offense that can be stifled by their secondary. And yeah. I feel like I feel like Tennessee's line O line is better than the Steelers D line. And that Derrick Henry could run through him. Minka Fitzpatrick can't affect Derrick Henry. Well, Owen, you know that the Steelers are already beat the Titans, right? No, I forgot about that actually. You'd Holy forgotten shit. about that. I thought you might have. Um. So. So maybe. So maybe uh, not. Well, never mind. Maybe rethink that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so talking about the Chiefs Super Bowl chances, I want to touch on something that I kind of noticed during the Carolina Panthers game, and I think this could be the one thing that could derail a Chiefs Super Bowl. Uh, run and it's I feel like it's the same thing we talk about every year but here's what I want to here's why I want to throw the question out at you as uh do you think that this defense is going to be bad enough that it holds the Chiefs back similar to what happened in 2018 and they when no, they lost I sure the don't. championship game in a shootout the, to Tom Brady sure yeah this and we've had, the defense has had a struggle so far this year but it still leaps and bounds above where it was in 2018 and we, we see a much more balanced offense of this year than we, we've seen in 2018 so, and, and Steve Spagnolo also after a bye week has shown us that his defenses step up. And we saw this last year. You know, they, they lose that game to the Titans right around now. I mean, yeah, lose that game. Yeah, you lose that game to the Titans. And then the Chiefs were the best defense in the NFL after that loss. So after losing to the, uh, to the Raiders, the Chiefs have given up here. Let's count them. The Chiefs have given up 17-33. 68 total points. Uh, no, 68. Less than 100 points. Actually, 101 exactly. After losing the Raiders, the Chiefs have given up 101 points exactly. Right. That is real good. And this and the Chiefs have still allowed uh, 30 less than the closest team in the AFC West, and still have have a points allowed of less than 200 nine games into the season, which not a lot of teams can claim. Now, so, like, traditionally good defenses like Buffalo that we say that's a good defense, they've given up 233 points. Right. Now, okay, so so for the record, last year the Chiefs averaged uh, – Chiefs defense gave up 350 yards per game on average. Uh, this year they're giving up 354 yards per game on average. A little bit of a regression. They gave up 19.25 points per game on defense. Uh, they're giving up 20.33 points per game this year. Uh, sure. They had turnovers at a 1.43 clip. Uh, per game now they're uh, at a 1.55 clip so that's been a little bit increased and you can feel that you can feel that this defense is a little more of an opportunity defense but you know if a team is is disciplined doesn't turn the turn the ball over like the Carolina Panthers did we saw them give the Chiefs fits and the Chiefs were settling for field goals which the Chiefs don't do and which sure but but which we saw the Carolina Panthers not do because Uh teams know and that's and that's and I think that helps the defense a lot is that teams know that they're playing against Patrick Mahomes, and the only way you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes is going for it on fourth down. And I think that helps the Chiefs' defense immensely because they yeah, know we, it, they know they're in four-down territory almost always. And we also saw them try an onside kick and a fake punt. Two onside kicks. Oh, that's right, because they had one at the end of the game. And the fake punt, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, teams, yeah. Are, teams the Chiefs are going to be everybody's Super Bowl. But that's yeah, what happens when the Chiefs, Super Bowl champs. 
so yeah, I, do I think the defense is going to be good enough? Yeah, it, it's because and because the offense is more consistent in, in, in 2020 than it was in 2018. Right. You know, Travis Kelsey is playing at an all-pro level. He's playing probably the best football of his career, which is insane to say a year, uh, what is this, eight or nine? I think yeah. this is year eight for Travis Kelsey. Wasn't ha- hasn't had a drop in like 70 targets or whatever. Which is many crazy right because yeah, the last time we talked about Travis Kelsey negatively, we were talking about him dropping a pass. So that means he hasn't dropped a pass in like six games. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. Uh... I mean, just absolutely an all-pro level. So, yeah, no, I think the defense is going to be fine. I think betting the Chiefs at plus 150 might be the move. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, so, so you know, I did, I, did, I did the math. The Chiefs defense in 2018 did give up five, 405 yards per game. Holy shit. I forgot, man. I forgot how bad this Chiefs defense was. It's so they bad. gave up 405 yards per game. We're only we're giving up 50 yards less than that. Uh, we gave up. They gave up 26.3 points a game. We're giving up six points less than that. And they they did force turnovers at a higher clip at 1.69. Nice. The 2018 Chiefs defense. Yeah. Well, when you're on the field as much as they are, because Patrick Mahomes is scoring, but and. You know, I, th- yeah. I think this defense is, defense is doing better right. what that Bob Sutton-led defense did in, like, 2016. They right. were looking like that that good, actually good, like, well-coached, bend but don't break, force field goals, and makes teams get spicy. And, yeah. and Steve Smagnuolo is like, either you're going to beat the blitz or we're going to win. And I, I love the, that aggressive play calling. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, I guess this was a little bit of a clickbait title. I'll I'll admit it. I'll be out there with you. <laughs> a little bit of a clickbait title. Uh, so, yeah. So, the defense probably isn't going to hold them back like they did in 2018. They're not that bad. Uh, and Spagnuolo is helping a lot. But I just mm. – it makes you wonder, man, when, they, when they're winning those games like 33-31. you got to have some flashbacks. Yeah. I mean, but it's whatever, Truman. You know why? Because good teams find ways to win close games, even when it's tough, every time. The Chiefs were down by 11 at one point in this game, by the way. We just gloss yeah. over that. Yeah, no. And, you know, and kudos. Uh, Andy Reid didn't go uh, chasing the extra point early on. A lot of people were yeah. like, why didn't, they, why didn't they go for two and try and tie it up? It's like, that's not really – you don't do that in the second quarter. You do that in the fourth quarter, the third right. quarter. You don't do that now. And, I mean, shout-out to Teddy Two Gloves, man. He, he played really well, and he looks like he deserves to be a starter. And Carolina's looks like they're just a couple pieces away from being a really good team. Yeah. Um, all right. So that kind of wraps up for the Chiefs. We're kind of – we're cruising. We're cruising already. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, we shortened up the Chiefs segment a little bit because we got to talk go. We got to talk about the Masters on the back end. And I've got – and we've got a very interesting top ten for you that I think is going to take a lot of time to, for us to discuss. Um, yes, sir. So – I want to talk, Owen, our favorite mm-hmm. NFL segment of the week. Every single week, we've got to talk about the AFC South <laughs> Team <laughs> of the Week, Owen. Yes, sir. Owen, who's your favorite AFC South Team of the Week this week? Well, my favorite team in the AFC South is the Jaguars. Oh, it's always the Jaguars. Unfortunately, they di- are not the AFC South Team of the Week because winning an inter-squad game, pulling out all the stops and playing like a regular team, the AFC South Team of the Week is the Houston Texans. 
Lamar woke up feeling, I mean, Lamar, Deshaun woke up feeling dangerous. 19 of 32 for 281 and two touchdowns. Better than Mahomes, obviously. And then getting the Johnsons involved, the, the double D Johnson, the, the double DJ, Duke and David. Oh, just wow. Will Fuller, contract year, five catches, 100 yards and a touchdown. That's how you do it, son. Should have sh- been traded to the to the Packers. That was insane. He really, he really should have. That would have been a good trade. I don't know what the but Packers Randall are doing Cobb came there. But Randall Cobb plays for the Texans for some reason. Did you, you remember that? You know, he does. Yeah, yeah he, I know that. I've got him on a fantasy like the retire- team somewhere. They kind of got a reason. retirement home going. Uh, Brandon Cooks, who seems like an old man, but actually is really young. Yeah. Um, Darren Fells, who's been in the league for a billion years. Duke and David Johnson. Randall Cobb. Jordan Aikens, even. God, that is know. an old team. Man, what the hell? Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're my AFC South team of the week, man. And of course, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Owen, oh, can you name the Jacksonville Jaguars starting quarterback this week? I can. He was on my fantasy team, and he popped off for me. But I forget his name. Uh, <laughs> I just know he's on my fantasy team, so no, I can't. Jake Lutton. Yes, that's right. Jake yeah, he's Lutton. here. The best wow, rookie quarterback this year. Rookie of the yeah, year? I, maybe. 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 You know, I got fleeced. I, I traded uh, Miles Sanders for him. Oh, and I lost by seven points. Yikes, that, that hurts. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Jake Lutton popped off, uh, gave me 31.46 fantasy points. Interesting. Freaking Teddy Two Gloves had to score 37 on me. Wow. Well, it's because the Chiefs defense is really bad. I'm oh, I started you. the Tampa Bay defense. That's why I oh, lost. That was, that was straight points. foolish. Uh, all right. It's so good for me. They're the third points. They're the third-ranked point-scoring defense so far. Very interesting. Very interesting. As as well, yeah. as, as much as I do, and I'm sure everybody at home does, we all care about your fantasy team a lot. I but, know. I know. Uh, we I've all tweeted love, at all we the all, players asking them to score me more points. Don't worry. That's good. Very important. The, tw- the <laughs> players love when you badger them on social media about fantasy. It's very important. Yeah. Uh, but uh, moving on from your fantasy team, uh, AFC South Team of the Week for me, would be the Tennessee Titans. Uh, All right. I think they're gonna keep on. I think the AFC South keeps on making this easy. They keep on giving me, two, you know, one or two teams that win. I'm waiting on the the week that they all win, because you know there's gonna be a crazy week where they all knock off teams that they shouldn't knock off. Because it's the most exciting division in football. Because it's the most exciting division of football. And no, we're not talking about the AFC uh, about the NFC East. I swear to God, if you mention the NFC East to me, I will fight you. I will punch you right in the face, square in the nose. And you'll deserve it. You'll deserve it. It's true. Um, NFC East actually got their second win on the road this week. When yeah, I, the, I, I was the, noticing the New that York the football, East the New York football Giants recently. beat the Washington football team. Yikes! In Washington, great division. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, the Tennessee Titans forced two fumbles, fended off uh, a fierce Chicago comeback in the fourth quarter. Uh, they've got to be my AFC South team of the week. They they're really I think they're they're taking strong control of this division. It's going to be interesting to see if the Colts can make a move, but all the Vegas lines got released and the Titans are the favorite to win the AFC South because of course. Interesting. I, yeah, I'm actually very interested in who's going to win that division. I think the Colts defense is incredible and have a chance to do it. And and as I say every week about my guy Philip Rivers, if he keeps playing like regular Philip Rivers and doesn't make mistakes, he can take that team to an AFC South title. So well, that that wouldn't be regular Philip Rivers, would it? Okay. And he plays like 20, 2014 Philip Rivers. That's serviceable. 
or 2018 Philip Rivers. That was a good Philip Rivers. Yeah, Rivers. you know, he was actually pretty good in 2018. Yeah, when he popped off, he, he, they gave the Chiefs a run for their money. The Chiefs had to, Chiefs had to play in Week 17, you know? Yes, they sir. beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead that year. Uh, yeah, that's right. But I, I, that's more on Bob Sutton than I think Philip Rivers. But Right. Oh, we could right. go on forever about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but not to go forever on this segment, Owen, let's talk MVP case of the week. Owen, who's your it's MVP Mahomes. case of the week? That, it's Mahomes. There you go. That's my MVP case. That's your uh, MVP case of the week. It's got, it's, dude, it's got to be. It's just got to be Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, oh, it's just. I, yeah, I know you talked to, you talked to me before well. the show, and you were like, I think we need to. We're about at the point where we got to remove MVP case of the week because. Yeah, I mean. I don't. It's still close. Dude, 372 for four touchdowns, man. Like. He's had he's had three good weeks against three bad teams. The funny thing is though that the Chiefs only have thirty rushing yards, and we're talking about them as a more balanced offense. They had literally thirty rushing yards. Right, but we're we're I mean we're chastising Russell Wilson over here for losing to Arizona and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I think there but is. But we're praising Mahomes go... and making him the front runner because he beat the Jets and the Broncos. Yeah, then he drops and, four and on the a good Panthers. defense in Carolina. That's a fine Carolina's defense. Carolina's got a good defense. That's a fine defense. I mean, hold on. Let me let me do some research here real quick. Some extra research that oh, is. Oh yeah. Are you doing your doing doing a little something a little pop little pop little thought thought nugget pop into your head there? Yeah. So uh hmm Truman. Question. Who has allowed Well actually looking at it, this the, the NFC the, Colts the NFC plays a lot more defense. The Colts apparently. have the Colts have the best defense. I mean, yeah. And then the Steelers. I was going to ask you who's given up more points, uh, the the Panthers or somebody else, but for most of the answers, it's the Panthers. The NFC seems to be playing pretty good defense. Yep. Never mind. I'm not, I'm not even going to make my comment. The Panthers' defense isn't that good, but with, they just did get dropped a 30-bomb on them by Patrick Mahomes, so you can't really hate on them too much. I mean, Patrick Mahomes drops 30 bombs on a lot of people. Um, exactly. You know, we've seen worse from uh, Denver and New York and – the Bills and the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, we've seen worse. Um, I don't know. It, it's just tough to. I don't think we're we're not at the point to call the race. We're not oh, calling. Right we're not calling. We're not done counting the votes yet. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see I, again if Russell Wilson breaks the NFL touchdown record. Yeah, I mean, not give but, it to him but, if Mahomes. But, but if Mahomes is if Mahomes is forty eight touchdowns and three interceptions, do you give it to him instead? Okay, so so okay, so let's think about that just real quick before we move Russell, on to the next segment. But, talk about but I will I will preface it with this: is that Russell Wilson has to win the division. If he loses oh, it yeah. to Arizona or the Rams, no, yeah, you don't know. No. Uh, but yeah, so so we were in week nine. We've got you know seven more games because you know seventeen game season kicks in next year. So, and you said Mahomes has what twenty nine. 25. 25. So he's on pace. If he throws, if he plays like he did today, and this and their schedule only gets easier from here on out for Patrick Mahomes. Does it? I mean, their winning the winning the remaining winning percentage is like 0.3, right? It, it was like that when they were going into the Jets game. And they still oh, okay, so the whatever. It's, so it's they had to face the Jets like, and so the Panthers both both were it's it's probably but not point five. If Mahomes throws for four high. touchdowns a game from here on out, which we all think is doable. No, it's not. Fifty three. Fifty three touchdowns. He's not throwing. He's not throwing for No, he's not yeah, throwing. Yeah, we'll for see 20. about that. We'll see about that. 
he's not throwing for 28 touchdowns. In the I don't back, think that's an in the, insane in the take. Back, in the back seven games. I think that is an insane take. We still play because the because again. because what it comes down to is he's not gonna he's not gonna throw four touchdowns in one of those games. He's gonna throw three or he's gonna throw two, and to make up for that, as you know, law of averages, he has to throw for five or six. Yeah, he can throw for five or six against the Dolphins, Falcons, Chargers, and Broncos. The defense has to be worse. The defense has to be a lot worse. You're right. The Dolphins' defense is pretty decent. No, our but the, the Buccaneers' defense. defense is able to be opened up. It's so no, was the Saints. I'm telling you, the Chiefs' defense has to be a lot worse. Oh. Also, oh, you just yeah, named the true. Bucks, the Saints, and the Dolphins all on the back end, which would make me think that that's a harder back end than it is than on the front end. Well, they also play the Falcons, the 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 Broncos, and the Chargers. Falcons are sneaky. Chargers we struggled with. Broncos are bad. <laughs> the the Falcon the Falcons doesn't matter if they're sneaky. Their defense is terrible. Right, but their offense is good. It could be a shootout. I mean, which helps. But yeah, that helps my point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. So that's your MVP case of the week is Mahomes. I, I, I would agree that he had probably one of the best weeks of somebody that's going to actually win the MVP. Um, it's it'll just be, uh, it's going to be very interesting if Russell Wilson can keep up the touchdown pace he's on. If he can slow down interceptions at all, there'll be a lot of questions. Um, but my MVP case. Moving on, my MVP case of the week is actually uh, a running back. Um, you know, we, uh, Ooh. one of our Ooh. friends, we were talking Spicy. to, him, I was, I was talking to him the other day and he brought uh-huh. it to my attention that maybe, uh, maybe we, uh, shit on Minnesota sports a little too much at times. Uh, you know, I had a feeling you might go here. And there's been a running back that's returned for the Minnesota Vikings after missing two weeks. And he had a great week this week. And I, of course I'm talking about Dalvin cook. He had 22 carries for 206 yards. Averaging Holy 9.4 shit. yards a carry. Yeah, that's insane. Holy he did have a 70-yard run, which helps. But, you know, I mean, still. It's, but it's not like Damian Williams' help, like getting him back to four and a half yards a carry. This right. is getting him that, – that was putting him from seven yards a carry to nine. Right. Don't get me wrong. 21 carries for 130 yards would still be pretty good. <laughs> still <laughs> oh be about gosh. five yards a carry. Uh, and he had, he had two touchdowns. He also added two receptions for 46 yards. So he counted for almost 250 <laughs> yards of offense. That's crazy. Uh, to help him, help him with Kirk Cousins. Cat's meowing. Sorry. Uh, but I agree, Cat. I, I think the issue with him is going to be um, there's going to be an issue that there's just too many things going on with him to not win the MVP. I mean, to, to win the MVP. He's going to – we've talked about this before, how hard it is for a running back to win. Yeah. It's incredibly hard. Um, it's very hard. You know, I'd say he have to, he'd, he'd have to break records and he'd have to and he'd have to win the division. Or he'd, have have to to be the, he'd have to be the number one overall seed. He'd have to break the records. He'd have to do a lot of. I things. mean, like we saw Derrick Henry last year absolutely dominate, and he he was barely even considered. So right. Dalvin's really got to go. Well, Derrick Henry didn't really dominate till late in the year and in the playoffs. He was kind of mediocre for a lot of the year, but True. like the Chiefs woke him up. Honestly, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, and I. Man, it's going to be so tough to give it to Dalvin. I mean, obviously everybody knows that Minnesota needs to let Dalvin cook. Pun intended. But, I mean, it's... Oh, my God. Like, so many things are going to have to drop for him. Let Dalvin cook. You shut You shut your mouth. <laughs> I hate I hate you. <laughs> hey, man. Only facts here. Yeah. <laughs> you should care about my feelings because that hurt. Um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was worse. For the for the for the record, uh, he's still on a ridiculous pace. Uh, if 
He did, like I mentioned, he did miss two games, but he's ran for 858 yards in seven games. He would be on pace for over 1,900 yards if he had played all 16, which would put you, That's which put you, you know, it would put you like where Michael Thomas was last year, where they were kind of like, what about Mike? Shouldn't Mike kind of win the kind of win the MVP? He's having a historic year at wide receiver, and then they're like, fuck you, Mike. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, but in, in, a, in an underrated spot here, and again, we we're talking about Minnesota, but the Minnesota Vikings are only two spots out of a, out, two games out of a playoff spot. Did you know that? Chasing the, they're chasing the Rams and the Cardinals right now, and they're only two games mm. back from both those teams. Both and both those teams are certainly That's welcome to. That's doable. Yeah, and both those teams play in the NFC West. Uh, Minnesota's apparently of, waking up from their very bad start. So yes. I'm not right. going to put them out of the playoffs. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Um, Okay, so the question – okay, so moving on from MVP case of the week, the question I have for you, Owen, who's your canned coach of the week? Oh, so I'd like to be creative, but, man, the Jets are tanking. They're tanking, they're tanking, they're tanking, they're tanking. Truman, you're facing a team in the Patriots, right? Try to move down the field for a field goal to win the game. They have no timeouts left. Wide receiver catches the ball in the middle of the field, is laying on the ground. Why did you touch him? I think, yeah, I don't know. Let the clock, let him get back up or force him to get back up. That's got to be a head coach telling him, if he gets in the middle of the field, do not tackle him. Let him run out the clock. I think we had the same thing in the Chiefs game where the, the Carolina wide receiver, I think, caught a ball late. And then dropped down, and then we touched him immediately. And it was like, right? Why like, don't you just if, huddle if, around as him a head and coach, wait for him to? You've got to tell your players they well, have seven seconds. Either I mean, they're going to get out of bounds, guard the out of bounds, make him go to the center, and make him waste the clock. Well, that's such, such a terrible coaching. I'm sorry. That, I don't know if you can fire so Adam Gase for them touching a wide receiver. I mean, the Chiefs yeah, did sure, literally the same thing. And we're not calling for Andy Reid's head. It's just finding ways lose to game. lose games. They had a chance right. to close it out. On, with the offense, with Joe Flacco playing well, Joe Flacco playing really well, actually, for someone a spot start off the bench, hadn't started in you know over a year. Yeah. Yeah. And you go three and out on that possession. Right. I understand that they might keep him around because I'm, I'm sure the GM is told him that they're tanking. And the GM, by the way, was caught sleeping during that game. I don't <laughs> I know if you saw, saw that. I saw that. So, yeah, um, they're tanking. He's got to be gone. Uh, Adam Gase, I'm shocked Adam Gase has made it this far. I was shocked he made it to the Chiefs game. Uh, I think I you can yeah. look back on the podcast in previous weeks. I I can't believe Adam Gase still has a job. Um, I'm going to go, and I've talked about this with you, and I know you know him personally, and I know he seems like a great guy, and I, he's know, a nice he's, guy. And I know he's from the Andy Reid coaching tree. <laughs> And I know that we all hold them very fondly in Kansas City here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this team hold, held them pretty fondly for a while there when they when they when when he took them to the playoffs. And then, ever since the double doink, everything for Matt Nagy has just gone downhill. Everything has been very <sighs> bad. And it's they, they've, they missed the playoffs last year. They weren't very good last year. You know, we're two years removed from that double doink situation now. They're uh, they're five and four right now, but 
I mean, Matt Nagy's playing terribly. Why do you keep playing Nick Foles? What is the benefit of playing Nick Foles is my question for you. Do you really think there's some situation that Nick Foles is the better quarterback? The quarterback that's gone 2-4 and four as a starter versus Mitch Trubisky's 3-0. and oh. And, of course, one of those, of course, he did. they did get switched out in the middle of the game when right. Mitch Trubisky was playing poorly against the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, right? I think that was the game was against the Falcons, and then uh, yeah, and then Foles came in and made a comeback. But how we thought about that just being the Falcons, maybe. Um, but he's he's miscellaneous yeah. QB situation. He's getting called out by the players for calling bad plays. They didn't score until the, f- uh, no, sorry, they were down they were down twenty four to three, in the fourth quarter. Twenty four to three. They didn't score yeah. until the fourth quarter. You know and. And the only reason why I can't fully agree with you is that the quarterback play is just so bad. Right. I like, do have that I do have that written down is that he doesn't have a talented quarterback, so he might get one more year to draft a quarterback and then see what happens. But sometimes with that, sometimes they move on from that coach and then draft and let the new coach draft the quarterback that he wants. Right. And that's what might happen. But I I just think that I you know, he might he might get fired, but I think that just in a situation where the Bears have been so bad that he might have a little bit of extra, extra good boy points from winning that, from having that twelve win season. No man, and and this might be one of those situations like, like we saw in Cincinnati where, well, I I, I don't think the coaching situation is similar to, to what we saw in Cincinnati where they needed to fire him and they didn't forever. And that's not what's going to happen here because I don't think this is a need to fire Matt Nagy situation. But, you know. Can I see? Could I see him getting fired? Yeah. Do I? Do I think it's going to happen? No, I really don't. Yeah, I. I think it is. I think the writing's on the wall. I. I, I think in, in a big city like Chicago, I think you get a shorter leash. Uh, yeah. I could certainly see them moving on from this year, and just because because his coaching decision, a lot of his coaching decisions have been so baffling, and you know, he is he's five and four right now. Uh. But I'll we'll, in a position uh, to make the playoffs. We'll talk about this in the next segment. Um, but I think I think they've got a. I, I don't think they're going to end up very good, and I think mm-hmm. I they're going to be bad. Um, yeah. I don't think I don't think they I don't think they make the playoffs. Um, and I think Nagy's out. I think I think you move on this year. I think you go and try to find a talented coach. Go go grab a college coach. Go grab him somewhere. Yeah, maybe. And then they move might. on and get rolling. They might. Um, but speaking of, I think I kind of already hinted at it, so I'll go first on this next one. Uh, yeah. we've, uh, like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, we were doing at the beginning of this NFL season, we were doing new playoff team of the week. Yeah. Uh, so now what we're talking about since we're halfway through is eliminated playoff team of the week. And as I've already hinted at my limited playoff team of the week is the Chicago bears. <laughs> I think they're done. Right. I think they're done for they're yeah, five, and, you know, may- <sighs> they're five and four. They can't figure out their QB situation. Um, they can't. Where they're chasing Arizona and LA at uh, again. Those are the last two teams in right now with the seventeen playoff. Um, Arizona and LA are at are both five and three right now. Bears are five and four. Uh-huh. They're half game back. But I think they're screwed, man. I think they're I think they're in a terrible spot. I don't think they can figure out what's going on with their quarterback situation. They're in desperate need of a bye week to figure so they can kind of re- reassess right. here. Um, the remaining schedule. When is, is their bye week? 
It's gotta be. It's gotta be soon because they're five. Did they already have it? No, because they've played nine games like the Chiefs, so it's coming up. I didn't. I forgot to check. Um, but they're half game out. But here's the remaining schedule. Oh yeah, there it is. They get Minnesota in in Chicago. Then they have to travel to Green Bay. Then they get to come back home and face Detroit and Houston. Then they get to travel to Minnesota and play. Then to Jacksonville to play. And then they get to finish the season at home versus the Green Bay Packers. So, so they can they can definitely beat the Lions. They can beat the Texans. They can beat the Jaguars. That's eight. I don't know if they can beat the Vikings. I don't know if they can beat the Packers. And they have to play the Packers twice. Uh, and I'm telling you, they're going to drop one of those games to Detroit or Houston. I don't think they win both of those. And I don't. And I'm not sure they can. Their beat defense Minnesota. is really good, though. Really good. I'm telling. They, they should have lost to Detroit the first week. If you remember. Yeah, Jones but Detroit keeps, the, Detroit, the Detroit keeps being bad. Detroit keeps being bad. I I get it. I get it. I'm just. I'm telling you, it's. I don't know. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close for them. They, they might do something that the Bears do and just randomly beat the Packers for no reason. So. Yeah, I mean, division games. Division division games are like that. We saw the we saw the Chiefs lose to the Raiders. Yeah, and uh, nobody, yeah. nobody's here to argue that the Raiders are a better, are a better team, team. Yeah. So, but yeah, my eliminated playoff team of the week uh, is the Chicago Bears. I, okay. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think they've got it left in the tank. And so I'm gonna go in a completely different direction, Truman. And this is this is a team that's been everyone's darling since the beginning. And I'm sorry to tell you that after they lost this divisional game this week, it's time to stop dreaming. My eliminated playoff team of the week is the Washington football team. They're not going to be able to win the, the garbage NFC East. They can't do it if you can't be the Giants, man. I'm I've sorry. Got, I've got I've got more to say. I've got more to say I'm about sorry. this. I've got more to say about this. And in a the, segment the, here later done. on the road for my spotlight. The player. Eagles. The Eagles keep winning dumb games. If the Eagles win five games, they win the division. <laughs> that's the saddest. That, the that, saddest that is, thing that's I've the ever saddest said. Thing I've ever heard. But the Eagles are going to win five games, win the division, book it, and ship it. And then the Eagles are going to win a playoff game because, of course. Um, but what the Washington football team has been eliminated from playoff contention. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure the dream's over. I'm not sure the dream's over. I'm here to tell you. I don't think it's over yet. Um, but you know what? Uh, we're fine. We're fine. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it here in a second. I'll talk about it here in a second. <laughs> All right. So now – we get to it's move time. on to Owen's favorite segment of the week. Yes, sir. My doming play of the week. Okay, so I could I I was thinking about choosing Is this one doming or damning? I need to know. Uh this one is this one is doming. Because okay. I actually know this is pretty damning. This is damning. This is the damning play of the week, actually. I'm I'm gonna switch it up. So this is a team that everyone knows is a good team. But they keep making mistakes on offense. And their star player keeps making mistakes on offense. And because I just said that, I think Truman might know where I'm going with it. I'm going with Russell Wilson once again appearing on the doming play of the week. Whoa. Truman, what do bad teams do? Turn the ball over in the red zone. And find ways to lose. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) You cannot, cannot, as a contender, facing another good team in the Bills that everyone knows is a good team. You cannot go on a 93-yard drive and then throw an interception. You can't do it, man. That's what you see Daniel Jones do. I think that's the thing that separates Mahomes from so many people is that he doesn't throw interceptions in the the red zone. Like, he just doesn't throw red zone picks. This is is the second time 
that we've seen Russell Wilson go on a big drive, throw a lame duck that gets picked. This is the, this is the second time. It might even be the third. I might be missing one. But I, red zone picks lose you games, and it lost the Seahawks this game again in a game where the Bills just looked way better and the score was closer than the game actually was. So that's my my damning play of the week is Russell Wilson's uh, red zone pick. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, yeah, I think that that damns a lot of teams, and I think it, Russell Wilson's got a real problem with it, with turning the ball over in the red zone. I think he's trying too hard, and he mm-hmm. knows that he's got to score, and he's got too much pressure on him because of that defense. And I think he forces the ball there, and especially down in the red zone, I think he forces it a lot. Yeah. Um. Great. Um. I want to talk. I know you were just shitting on the Washington football team, but I want to talk for my spotlight player of the week. I want to talk about a very special player. I want to talk about Alex Smith. Everybody's talking about Alex Smith. This is, uh, you know, but I want to say, uh, eventually here we're going to have to look at him as any other football player. He did throw two picks in crunch time, three total picks. Two picks were when they were trying to drive to win the game. Uh, So that's tough. But Kyle Allen's out. He'll he'll need season-ending ankle surgery. Um, I guess they're just done with Dwayne Haskins. I mean, yeah. he wasn't playing very well. Don't get me wrong, but it just feels odd that to say yeah, that they're still done. Really young kid. That they'd rather play Alex Smith. It just feels odd to say, but they are gonna. They're moving on from Dwayne Haskins. It feels like, and they're starting Alex Smith. You know, and he'll be started moving forward. Um, you know, you can, you can, you can shit on him. Comeback player of the year, by the way. Yeah. Oh, easily shoe in for comeback player of the year. Uh, you know, he could throw 10 more interceptions and two more touchdowns and still win comeback player of the year. Yeah. He could put up Nathan Peterman's stats and still win it. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, so he brought his team back from 20 to three and and he almost won it. He almost won that game. They were down 20 to three and they almost brought him back once Kyle (sighs) Allen was out. I, and I know. I know he had a bad game. I know he threw three picks. Um, but here's the thing. And you can, you've you eliminated from playoff contention. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I have. I get it. But here's the thing. He's only one and a half games back. Gosh, that's so There's pathetic. eight games to play. Yes, they're <sighs> two and six. But they're only a game and a half back from the three, four, and one uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So that is ridiculous. And here's the thing about him coming back. Also, he's now the best quarterback in the NFC East playing right now. I dare you to find me a quarterback that's going to be better. Who's the starter for the Eagles? Carson Wentz. He's bad. He's bad. Carson Wentz is not good. He's not better than that. There's going to be a timeline on a Jalen Hurts start at. There's people. There's people who have already talked about it. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is going to be a gadget player. I think he's much more of a Taysom Hill type of role, at least for a while. And as the Saints are learning, I don't think but Taysom Hill is the guy of the future Jalen either. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is, is going to be the guy of the future. I think I think we saw what we saw at Alabama with Jalen Hurts at least was that, and, and more so at Oklahoma is that he can fit schemes really well. So I'm not I, if I they're passing be, schemes. Regardless, I'd be very interested to see what an NFL level Jalen Hurts looks like. Also, anybody, whoever doesn't win the NFC East, uh, all three of those teams should fire their head coaches. And you should probably fire the winner of the NFC East. <laughs> just true, clean house. True. Get rid of all the quarterbacks that are starting right now. Get rid of all the all, all the coaches. Yeah, just I'm with you. full-on move on. Maybe yeah, give Daniel you. Jones another year. He has flashes. 
Um, Danny Dimes. He, he Danny really, Dimes. He didn't really stumble. He woke up feeling dangerous, putting up 14 fantasy points for my team, losing me the game. Danny Dimes, baby. Woo! Awful. But oh, so by yes. the way, Matthew Stafford, uh, who I think is a good quarterback, put up 10 against me. So that was cool. Yes. Uh so so yeah, Alex Smith, spotlight player of the week. Obviously kind of a layup, but you can't not talk about it. Yeah. And I think I think my boys are gonna make a push. I think the football team is gonna make a push, and I think they're gonna Wouldn't they're gonna give them a run. So funny. We're only giving them a half back. The football team. They can win the like you said. You can win it at five. You can win it at six. And Alex Smith can go five hundred in the NFC East. You know, when's the last time that Alex Smith didn't go five hundred? Has he ever? That's probably that's probably a good question. Um, he had some bad years with the with the 49ers before they got brought in. But did ball. they? But did they? But I don't. I, if I remember correctly, they had eight wins that year. Yeah, minimum. When uh, they benched Alex Smith. No, no, no. When they benched Alex Smith for Colin Kaepernick, they went to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Exactly. But no, I'm talking about the years before that. Because that was the year the Jim Harbaugh. Man, I don't know if he's ever maybe two seasons under five hundred, maybe max. Yeah, he's he's a solid quarterback. He's a great he's a great report. That would be so impressive if he comes in, turns around the football team. You got me all excited now, right? But there's no limited football playoffs. But but here's 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 what I want to here's the here's the the schedule that I want to lay out for you because I think you can find four wins here. They go to Detroit this week. That'll be tough. That'll be a hard one. Winnable, winnable. But it's winnable. Cincinnati. Winnable. Mm, I don't know. Maybe if Cincinnati if the, pops the, off. The Bengals are just the key, the kings of beating the spread and nothing else. Uh, then they That's get true. to go to Dallas. Possible dub. Uh, Gilbert Pittsburgh. actually looks kind of good. They do have to then travel to the Pittsburgh Steelers. L. That, dude, you watched them struggle with Dallas. Dude, wouldn't that I be don't, fun? That would be fun. be fun. That would be fun. I don't think it will happen, but they, you did watch them struggle against Dallas. Um, then they have to travel to the 49ers. Not a shoe in. Possible dub. Possible. Possible dub. Uh, then they get the Seattle Seahawks at home. That's probably Possible a loss. Dub. Stop. Possible um, dub. If then, then they get the Possible. Carolina Panthers in Washington as well. Uh, I actually think the Panthers will win that game. I think it'll depend on how – it will depend on if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. I think it was a whole yeah. new offense if Christian McCaffrey's healthy. Yeah, I'm with you. And the last one, uh, they finish off the season at the Philadelphia Eagles, which could be a battle for the division. <laughs> whoever wins the fifth game yeah yeah, yeah. um so right. so yeah that's it for me um okay. and that that and i think that'll do it i think that's a good spot to leave it for the nfl uh yeah, so before we golf. move on move, before we move on to the top 10 i want to uh talk to you about uh the golf yeah we, we've got the masters this week they're going to be in augusta georgia uh who is your pick to win the masters You know me, avid golf watcher. I did a little bit of research, and this, I, I like this guy, Colin Morikawa. So he's he's 23, 23 years old out of UC Berkeley. He's got already got five wins on his record. And just, just looking at the highlights that I've seen of him from the PGA Tour, he looks good. And we all know, did you see that Justin Rahm hole-in-one today? Yeah, that was, um, that was insane, skipping it across. Yeah, and so he's actually the second place, and Colin Morikawa's in fourth. In, in terms of the race for the PGA Cup. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, Justin Johnson's the uh, the number one overall seed. But I like picking really young guys. And this Colin Morikawa guy, he, I don't know. I might pick him up and I start cheering for him just because he's my age. <laughs> it's like I, if I played my cards right and was good at golf, I could do this. But no, nah, he graduated from UC Berkeley. And he's a he's a golf pro. He's already won three games, three uh three cups. So, okay. hats off to you, Colin Morikawa. You're my pick to win the Masters. I like it. I like it. Uh, I want to talk to you about a little golfer that's kind of been surging a bit here, uh, Bryson. Oh man, and I'm gonna butch- and I'm gonna butcher this. I think it's I, I think it's De De, De Chambo. Let's find out, Sherman. De Chambo. It's D-E-C-H-A-M-B-E-A-O-A-U. Sorry. But yeah, uh, he's actually been crushing the crushing the ball. He won the U.S. Open and was close at the PGA Championship. Uh, I, I I like him. I, I think we'll continue to see success from him at Augusta this weekend. I really like uh, his odds there. Uh, speaking of odds, uh, I accidentally, early in the year, I accidentally actually bet on uh, Tiger Woods and Brooks Kepka. To win the Masters Oof. because I thought That's I was great. betting on the U.S. Open, and they uh, and I didn't read it close enough, and oh, I was no. betting on the Masters for Brooks Kepka and Tiger Woods. So I could probably yeah, I actually get them at better odds at this point, as they both yeah. have been kind of. Meh. Brooks Kepka was kind of close during the U.S. Open, cool. but he, I mean, he he contended for a bit. And either of those guys, I mean, I don't think Tiger's. I don't know if Tiger can find that magic again. Who knows? But you know how much less he's had to play golf this year. Um, well, yeah, I mean, just with with the resurgence of Johnson, this new guy, John Rahm, uh, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Roy McIlroy, and your guy, Jason. And, uh, sorry, J- not Jason. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. That's rounding out your top six in the standings right now. It's kind of hard. You have to go all the way down to 12 to find Brooks Kepka. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brooks hasn't hasn't had a good year, but he did win. He did win three Grand Slams in a calendar year. Tiger uh, is top 30, though. And I'm, we see it. We, we saw him pull a random ass win out of his ass last year. So I'm just what's yeah. to say he can't do it again. I mean, you know, I don't hate those bets. I just don't love them like I would have. <laughs> and to think what I could have got Bryson at, you know, I know during that same time by accident, and he ended up winning that open anyways. Um, so yes, I like Bryson, but I'm cheering for Tiger and Kepka. Even though Kepka kind of sounds like a, I think now that I had to do my that. research on this for the segment, I, I think I'm gonna find myself being a Colin, Colin Morikawa stand. Be prepared. Yeah. I'm yeah. about to bombard yeah. the Twitter. Yeah, with uh, with uh, Colin Morikawa propaganda. You can be the Colin. What's his name again? Say it again. Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. You can be the Morikawa tracker on Twitter. Like there's Tiger Tracker. Oh yeah, yeah. You can be the Morikawa tracker. The Morikawa okay. fan club. Yes. So, all right. Yeah. All right. You know, I, I got burners I can use. All right. Uh, you know, with – so that will wrap it up for the sports content. And with us moving into November here, I think it's always a big discussion on whether or not November has become – is Christmas time or if it's Thanksgiving time until it's Christmas time or if it's just fall right now mm. or for you know, people mm. – some people put up their Christmas decorations. Some people haven't. Uh but I think I think what's been on our minds a lot lately, and especially with the Masters, which kind of feels like a holiday, is holidays. And so for Owen, for the top ten this week, I want to do top ten holidays. Okay, so I there's actually like I think there's only nine official United States holidays. I uh, I found ten. 
I found ten. Well, I maybe, included one. I included one that's not. I guess one of American these might, might not be an American holiday. Wait, what? Okay, interesting. Okay. I included one that's not an American holiday. Oh, I bet I know I, what it is. I, but I celebrate it. So. Oh, maybe I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um. So I only did ones that I celebrate. So I couldn't do like Day of the Dead or like Diwali or anything like okay. that, which okay, that I was... think are like all-time great holidays. Like Diwali is something that I'm gonna have to experience for myself. It's that Indian New Year. Yeah. Um, it, it, and it's Day, pretty incredible. Day of the Dead so. was the one I thought you were gonna name. And honestly, yeah, Day, Day of the Dead's a, Day Day of the Dead's a very a, a very cool concept, but I always worry about appropriating other cultures or you know. If oh no! Yeah, but respect it, to it, and, I've actually talked I think to like. I've talked to real life Mexicans about that. That's great. Thanks. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, they don't care about the appropriating as long as you celebrate it respectfully and do it right. They don't care. But yeah. anyway, it's not my top 10 list. Cause I don't personally celebrate it. So, but I would like to eventually, but anyway, starting at number 10, I've got veterans day. Um, if you don't know a little bit tidbit about me, uh, my grandpa is a Vietnam war veteran. So it does, uh, it, it, it does hit a little bit closer to home. My dad's actually a veteran as well. Veterans um, Day coming up here soon, right? Um, I think so. Both Maybe, my grandpas uh, were veterans too. I, I think every grandpa, like a lot of grandpas were veterans just because, yeah, that's you what know, it they were like. getting drafted. Yeah, November 11th. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just yeah, didn't think but, it was 11, I mean, 11 Make a wish. Yeah, you just, you know, I think it's a solid American holiday. Uh and that's all I have to it. It's, it's a little bit personal, and I, I think it's a nice sentiment to have it be a holiday. Um, so at number eight, I've got Labor Day. Um, everyone likes Labor Day weekend. Really solid spot. Like really good in terms of uh, when it is too. Like Labor Day, uh, September sixth. So yeah, I said number nine. Oh, I thought you said number eight. Oh, did I say number eight? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh, number nine. sorry. I must have said number eight. Uh, it's, it's number, yeah, I must have just looked at that wrong. Sorry. It's number nine holiday, Labor okay. Day. is This year, um, I mean, next year it's going to be on September 6th. It's just a nice good break. Uh, kind of like a a three-quarters point for your year. Yeah. Um, I think Labor Day is pretty solid. So, at uh, number, uh, yeah, wait, was that? Number, number eight, I've got uh, Memorial Day. Memorial Day is really nice. It's similar to Labor Day, but at the other end. Um, Memorial Day, really nice break. It's when the weather starts getting warm. For a lot of people, it's one of the first uh, lake days that they have. Um, I know that I always spend Memorial Day at the lake. Um, it's similar to uh, to Veterans Day uh, in terms of what the celebrations are for. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, a, nice, uh, it's a nice lake day, and you actually do get uh, a day off generally of work. So Memorial Day is solid. So, for my first uh, non-American uh, holiday, and my only non-American holiday, um, in my number seven spot is Boxing Day. And for, for those of you that don't know what Boxing Day is, Boxing Day is actually December 26th. It's a British banking holiday, um, and it's called Boxing Day because all, all the Brits leave their bo- used to leave all their boxes out from Christmas gifts to be picked up by the trash on hmm. uh September, I mean, uh, December 26th. And that's why it's called Boxing Day. Huh. But the reason that I have it in there is because my favorite soccer team, Tottenham, all the English Premier League teams all have a game on Boxing Day. Huh. And some of the most memorable games that I've watched from Tottenham have been on Boxing Day. Um, 
I saw one of the best goals I've ever seen in my entire life on Boxing Day, scored by Harry Kane himself. So an absolute box- screamer off the ice cream truck. Indeed, an absolute screamer right off the ice cream van. 30-yard screamer. Insane. But, yeah, so that's why I have Boxing Day up there because uh, as a uh, Premier League fan, uh, Boxing Day games are are very memorable and they're they're really exciting to watch. So for number six, I've got my birthday because uh, that's a great holiday. Um, Personally, it means a lot to me. Uh, I still remember my first one. It was like it was yesterday. great American holiday. No, not really. Oh, I, had, I had to put my birthday in there somewhere. I was really kind of running out of ideas making this list. I didn't realize there were so little holidays. Um, but, yeah, my birthday at number six because that's a good spot for it. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I might switch. Yeah, I'm actually going to put my birth. I'm switching this. I'm putting my birthday at seven because I'm domination seven, and that just makes sense. So Boxing Day has now been moved to, to number six. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Where, where Boxing Day belongs because it's December 26th. It's just somebody needs, somebody be- needs to tell Boxing Day. I'm sure they'll be happy they moved up your list. Yeah, I can't believe birthday. I missed that up. Anyway, number five is New Year's. Uh, we're, we're starting to get into the real serious holidays now, the really universally recognized ones. Uh, yeah, so New Year's at five. Um, I don't know. It's just really great. You know, watch the ball drop, generally somewhere with your friends. Uh, I was on Beale Street this last New Year's, and that was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, at number four, we've got Halloween. Uh, Halloween is actually the number one party holiday in my book, but this isn't a, a list of party holidays. This is a list of holidays. You might be missing one, uh, but sure. Halloween is absolutely fantastic. And I love Halloween, getting dressed up for it. It's fantastic. Number three, as I screamed about this last week, Thanksgiving is a top three holiday, and it's a very solid number three. Thanksgiving needs to stop being disrespected. It belongs in the top three. Get all your family together. Get your ocean spray cranberry sauce. It better slide out of the can. It better have ridges. And and you better cut it. It deserves to be cut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you cut off off the rings of it. You cut off slices of it. It stays in the can formation. It doesn't make the sound, and it doesn't bounce. Right. And it's not the cheapest crap you can find. The cheaper, the better, honestly. And it better not be on the table when you start. You said, but you better all sit down. And some that one guy says, "Wait, wait, whoa, whoa! What about the cranberry?" And everyone's, "Do we really need the cranberry?" Someone's like, "Yeah, I picked up a can. It's around here somewhere. Perfect. Yes. That's that's and how cranberry is, and it's gone. There's yes. none left. Right. Always. You're never throwing out cranberry sauce. Of course. And that's why Thanksgiving is number three because of cranberry sauce and turkey. <laughs> all right. At number two, I've got the Fourth of July. I love the 4th of July. Celebrate your American uh, patrioticness, your American spirit. Uh, tell the British people that uh, haha pranked. Um, blew a 13-colony lead. Um, lost to a bunch of farmers with pitchforks. Get wrecked, losers. True. Uh, love 4th of July. Always go to the lake with my family. Bring some friends down. Shoot off fireworks. It'd be like if Michael Jordan lost to those plumbers he was facing. I know. If he lost those pistons, imagine like, oh, wait, he did. Um, never mind. Moving on to the number one spot. It's Christmas, man. It's got to be Christmas. Your number one holiday has got to be Christmas. Even atheists celebrate Christmas. Imagine having a holiday that transcends the religion that created it because it's so popular. Well, just... You know, we could talk about Christmas being a stolen holiday, but oh, we, don't, okay. I mean, we don't have to discuss it. It's fine. Oh, know. okay. Whatever, dude. Anyway, Christmas. Fun. Yeah. Everybody loves Christmas. Everybody loves gifts. Uh, if you're religious, it's also really important for you. 
Uh, if you're not religious, you still get to have fun because it's Christmas, presents. man. It's a good time to get And get it's, a, it's a great time to be with your family. Um, it's generally when everyone's cooped up. It's at a really nice spot to get you excited for Boxing Day the next day. So <laughs> Christmas goes in at my number one spot. Uh, your number one spot. All right, give me 10 to 1. All right, so at 10, I got Veterans, Veterans Day. At 8, I got Labor Day. At I mean, so I did it again. 10, Veterans Day. 9, Labor Day. 8, Memorial Day. 7, my birthday. 6 is Boxing Day. 5 is New Year's. 4 is Halloween's. 3 is Thanksgiving. 2, oh, no, I realized what I forgot, dude. Oh, gosh. I know what I forgot. Ugh. You missed a few. All right. Uh Okay, we're, we're taking off my birthday. Just I'm, I'm doing a spot change here. I'm doing a spot change. Boxing Day's back down to number seven, and Fake Patty's Day moves up to number six. Yeah, sure. Fake Patty's Day, it might even be higher. Yeah, Fake, fake Patty's Day is moving up to my number four spot. Halloween at five, New Year's at six. Because everyone knows Fake Patty's Day, hyper party day at Kansas State. Uh population of uh kansas state quadruples really i think you could call it fake patty's day everywhere because i don't think st patrick's day is like we don't really celebrate irish heritage as much as we should we probably celebrate it we mostly just celebrate drinking and then yep kind of like yeah. drinko de mayo um yes very similar to drinko de mayo um yeah so yeah fake patty's at four so yeah so let's see here all right give me yeah, the so i go veterans day labor day uh Memorial Day, Boxing Day, New Year's, Halloween, Fake Patties, Thanksgiving, the Fourth, and then Christmas at the end of the wall. I like it. I don't. I don't hate it. it sounds I'll good. See your list, young man. All right. All right. My top ten holidays. Are you ready? Starting off, number ten. It's very similar to your number ten. It's a very important holiday, as it's uh, sometimes overlooked. But it's uh, normally also a day off. Uh, it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. A very important one of those very important holidays. That's uh, very important for a lot of people. Uh, something that should be remembered. It's a, you know, it's yeah. always, you know, let's be nice. Let's be honest. It's always kind of nice to get that random day off in the middle of January. You know, December yeah, to January, invasion. you get a lot of time off. You know, you get you get Christmas, you get New Year's off, and then you come around and you get uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day off. Uh, it's a lot of time that we went, went back to college, so it's kind of nice that you got off that first Monday right before you go back to school. Uh, so yeah, number ten, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, number nine, that's where this is where I've got New Year's Day. New Year's is just, uh, it's, it's interesting, but, you know, it's interesting. New Year's Day is interesting for an hour, two True. hours. You drink, you know, and, and it, it, again, it's got a good message surrounded about it, you know, starting new, making your resolutions, doing all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you're really only celebrating New Year's Day for two hours, two to three hours maybe. And, but the best thing about New Year's Day is the college football bowl games. Oh, True. oh. Love me a good New Year's Six. Uh, New Year's Day number nine. Number eight, Memorial Day. I think you had Memorial Day over Labor Day. And these two are always going to be kind of grouped together because it's kind of the beginning of the summer and the end of the summer. Um, uh-huh. I think Memorial Day is a little lower for me because Memorial Day just kind of sneaks up on you. You go, whoop, you know. it's You're just yeah, you're cruising through April, you're cruising through May, then all of a sudden, boom, Memorial Day is there. Um, again, another important holiday to remember uh, fallen veterans. And stuff like that, you know, while that gets swept under the rug a little bit because it just more signifies the meaning of the meaning of summer, uh, the meaning of the beginning of summer. Uh, it's still an important holiday. And it's a great holiday, but it but it's just a little lower because it sneaks up on me more than Labor Day does. Labor Day at number seven. 
you know, basically the end of the summer. Uh, you know, but it's nice. You, you've had all this fun during the summer, and you get one last weekend to really go for it. Everybody goes down to the lake. It's great. It's a great holiday. You go on grill. Go do something. Go do something outside. Go do something with your family. Labor Day is a great holiday. Um, yeah. I think I, I smoke barbecue a fair amount, and I definitely always smoke barbecue on Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. Wait. Actually, sorry. <laughs> I actually had Labor Day. I'm uh, sorry. I had Memorial Day at 9, Labor Day at 8, New Year's Day is at 7 for me. Sorry. I moved New Year's Day and then I and then I lost. Yeah, it's it. okay, dude. Drawing lines, that's what I do on my papers. So. Okay. All I right. draw lines all over the place. That's why I said a Labor Day at 8 because I had originally had Boxing Day at 9, but then I drew right. an arrow. Yeah, I had a so. list of 11, but I had New Year's Day twice. So New Year's Day is actually at number 7 for me. Okay, number gotcha. 6 right. is St. Patrick's Day. Um, again, oh, probably the biggest party holiday of the year. Uh, you could say it's Halloween and Halloween is a big party holiday, but St. Patrick's Day is a bigger, ho uh, <laughs> holiday and just, it's a little lower on the list because really we don't celebrate a lot of things about St. Patrick's Day. We don't really, right. you know, we don't talk about him driving out the Protestants of, <laughs> out of Ireland, which is right. the whole thing that St. Patrick's did. You know, we just talk yeah. about snakes or whatever. And everybody goes, you really drove out all the snakes out of Ireland? No, it's a, it's a metaphor. But <laughs> uh, so that's my number. Let me get this right. Number six is St. Yes, Patrick's sir. Day. Sorry. on And Fake Patty's Day in Manhattan. <sighs> great. You, Just you, a great. Yeah, if you know, day. you know. If you know, you know. Um, Number five. And you missed this one. I think you're going to be upset you missed this one because I know you certainly I know you certainly celebrate it more than I celebrate it. But I still celebrate it because it's a good, always a good opportunity to get your family together. It's right in the middle oh, of spring. Oh, man. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Easter. Easter is number five. It's yeah. Like, uh, you're going to notice a lot of these top five ones for me have some sort of food to it. Easter's great eating holiday. Uh, I've had some great Easter brunches, you know. Well, uh, my family isn't always the most religious. You know, we like to get together. We meet up with the other families. We all do a little potluck like you should on Easter. You guys get together. You make a good Easter Sunday deal. Easter Sunday meal. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah, my uh, family just does more of a religious thing. I, like, it's well, religious with my nuclear family. Uh, my family doesn't really get together for Easter. Right, because Easter should be more of a, like, religious thing, technically. It's a big day. It's a big day for the Christians. Um, number, so Indeed. that's that's number five for me. Number four, uh, Halloween. Yeah. You know, we already talked about it, dressing up, candy. Get to go out, you know. It's a really fun one to party in because everybody's, you know, it's one of the funniest days of the year, I think. Because, yeah, for sure. Because, one, you're trying to make the funniest costumes. Uh, like, when you're a kid, it's about the coolest costume. When you're an adult, it's about the funniest costumes. Yep. Like, uh, one year, you wore the trash can, and you were my ex. That was very funny. Yeah. Or TCU, yeah. because K-State was playing TCU that year. Yeah. Um, we, I was, uh, one year, I, I grabbed the Hawaiian shirt. I put the yeah. punch, punching gloves on, and I was Hawaiian punch. Very that good. That was excellent. Uh, I had the, to steal that one a couple of years later. You did? So the, the year after that, I put on a uh, trash bag. At the last second, one of those crappy white trash bags that you put in your kitchen trash can, and I was white trash for Halloween. That was great. That was, was great. Like, uh, don't, time. don't don't forget that one costume that I had uh, when I dressed up in a bedsheet toga and followed and borrowed my friends a vape, and I was Julius Caesar. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. How could I forget about Julius Caesar? Of course. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like we talked about, Halloween, uh, great, great holiday. Uh, Number four for me personally. Number three, right. and this is where we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna have a big mix up in the top three, and you're gonna right. get upset. I don't know if you'll get upset. I, I, I don't think I'll get upset. 
No, Fourth of July is number three for me. Fourth okay. of July, yeah. very big, very big in my family. My uh, grandpa, who passed away when uh, freshman year of college, was very into Fourth of July. He would we always have a big party. Everybody get together, shoot off fireworks. Uh, again, another potluck opportunity. Just a yeah. great, you know, a great holiday. American Independence. One that's, you know, we talk about the American Independence a little bit more than like St. Patrick's Day, but it's kind of like the same thing. Where it's right. really just a, you know, but it's it's a better excuse for everybody to get together. Who doesn't love setting off some fireworks every now and again? You know, it's just a great holiday. Number two, and this is going to surprise a lot of people. I think you, I think you, no, no matter what, I think you put Christmas and Thanksgiving in your top two for me. Yeah. I guess you put Thanksgiving at number three. I think your top three for sure has to go 4th of July, Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving, any combination of those three. If you're an American. I, I, I'm assuming that, yeah, like, right. you know, if you're... If if you're from like uh, anywhere in Eastern Europe, I think Christmas Christmas is going to be your number one, and I think, but I think, but I think Asians have other more di- like more diverse of holidays. Like yeah, like um, India, you know, India, Thailand, you know, all those places. Yeah, yeah. You talked about the Indian New Year. There's always uh, there's of course the, the Chinese the Chinese New Year as well. Right. Um, but my number two, and and also probably Fourth of July probably isn't that big outside the U.S. Um, <laughs> probably not folks. <laughs> my number two is actually Christmas. I have Christmas at number two. Um, again, another great opportunity to gather your family. You know, it's got a great message. It's, uh, it'd probably be a little higher on my list if it wasn't, you know, a holiday that shouldn't be in December, you know, birth of Christ. Okay. <laughs> By all historians guesses, birth of Christ is probably in the middle of, uh, September or October. And, uh, they kind of moved that holiday to kind of take it away from the the pagans' winter solstice. So it's not that's the reason that Christmas is in December was just to kind of squash that holiday. So it's not as it's not as high on my list. But the number one thing about why Christmas isn't as high on my list as high on my list is because it's at number much, two is not as high. <laughs> is is right? But the reason it's not number one for me is because I think it's a lot more stressful. Sure. I yeah, think I'm you're stressed out about getting gifts or giving gifts. You've got to think, oh, who do I need to get gifts for? I need to save up money to get these gifts. Who do I, you know, where do I do, where do I, who do I get this? Who do I get that? It's too much stress. And that's why my number one is Thanksgiving. Still a solid number one. What's not to like? Family time. Eating really good food. Again, football is on. Perfect. Number one. Watching the Lions lose. Woo! Watching the Lions lose. Watching Dallas lose. Watching... An actual good game in the middle of the afternoon. It's awesome. I love it. Um, Thanksgiving's probably my top holiday. We've talked about it. Uh, I love all the sides of Thanksgiving, man. Uh, you know, I love yeah. turkey. Uh, we started making a brisket every now and again during Thanksgiving. Ooh. Or, you know, Ooh. between Christmas or Thanksgiving, there's normally a brisket or some sort of barbecue meat in one of those. But, man, I'm talking stuffing, gravy, mashed potatoes and gravy, uh, you know, green bean casserole, cream corn. Uh, cranberry Number sauce. Number one side in Kansas, by the way, cream corn. I saw that. My my mom is from Kansas. She makes really good cream corn. I don't know what to tell you. Um, and then the best thing is the day after that on the Friday when you have all the leftovers. And we talked Ooh. about this. Is to do the open face sandwich. Split up. And my mom makes these homemade rolls. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Perfect. That does sound split, good. You split open one of those homemade rolls. Put turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry sauce, maybe a green bean casserole if you're feeling frisky. And then Ooh. you cover all of that in warmed up gravy. I'm talking the cranberry Dude, sauce is in really there good. too. And you cover even the cranberry sauce gets gravy. I'm telling you, it's so good. You do open Dude, face sandwiches. Cranberry sauce that. is incredible. Thanksgiving top holiday. Um for me. Alright, so again, top ten. 
Go Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Memorial Day. Uh, sorry, M MLK Day at 10. Memorial Day at 9, Labor Day at 8, New Year's Day at 7, St. Patrick's Day at 6, Easter at 5, Halloween at 4, 4th of July at 3rd at 3, uh, Christmas at 2, and Thanksgiving in my number one slot. Thanksgiving, the number one holiday for me. Yeah, I'll pop that list. I, have, I, I, I really don't have any complaints about that. Really solid list. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, as, as uh, we both agree, Thanksgiving is a top three holiday. It's got to be one, two, or three. So yep. take your pick. Most dis top one most disrespected holiday, for top, no reason. Top one most disrespected holiday is yeah for no reason is what is it Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Stop putting up your Christmas lights. Yeah, Stop Christmas it. lights and and for me, Christmas lights go up after Black Friday shopping on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. that's solid, the perfect time solid, to put it up. Choice. You go, I think you go out, you do Black Friday shopping early in the morning like you used to. Now it's like all month and all week, and it's not as fun. Right. Stores go back to the midnight releases. I know that was hectic, but man, it's just so much more fun that way. Right. I remember sitting outside Best Buy, fuck, freezing my ass off, waiting on the you know, waiting on a laptop that's a hundred dollars off instead of you know, or whatever. You know, I remember those yeah. days. Those are great days. I love those days. Um, go back to doing that. So you know, you go Thanksgiving shopping. I mean, Black Friday shopping. You come home. You take the nap. You wake up. You eat. Thanksgiving leftovers as you put up your Christmas tree. And then like in, in Kansas City, I know they do their uh, their lighting. They start the plaza lights, I believe, on that Friday, if I remember correctly. That would make sense. So they go. So then you go Black Friday, your own lighting, nap. You know, lighting or nap can be interchanged. And then you go to the plaza lighting and you come home and you just kind of chill out. And then it's the weekend. It's really nice. Yeah, not bad. I'm not excited. Bad I'm excited for Thanksgiving weekend. Um, So that being said, uh, you know, it's been great. It's been swell. Uh, we've got a little pop culture minute. Before we do the little pop culture minute, I want to uh, do our quick shout-outs here. Of course, I've been Truman Steen. You can find me at twitch.tv slash steenmachine or Twitter uh, or twitter.com slash steenmachine. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, if you need betting picks, you can go to www.rollingwithmachine.com. Um, that is, by the, way, by the way, Steen Machine is spelled S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E -E -E, uh, on Twitter and Twitch. And again, Rolling With Machine is just Rolling With Machine, all one word. Uh, of course, I'm always joined yeah. here by Owen Dom. Uh, yes, sir. You can found, he can be found on twitch.tv slash domination7. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N, the number seven. And Owen, are you signing out your Twitter this week? You want to spell it Yes, again? sir. And uh, Twitter at Owen Gosh Domit. That's O-W-E-N-G-O-S-H-D-A-H-M. Oh, my goodness. D-A-H-M-M-I-T for an Owen Gosh Domit. Nice. And that's how we do it. Perfect. Uh, that being said, we really enjoy you guys being here, but let's get into the pop culture minute. Oh, all right. So, so true, but I was, uh, I was riding home in the car today and I had a different plan for my pop culture minute until I just got some inspiration and man, I just got to talk about Akon for a second. Like the hottest artist of early middle school Akon. Man, I went back and listened to like his top three songs, which have, by the way, a combined like eight hundred thousand listens. By the way, so I, I listened to "Smack That," "I Want to Love You," and "Don't Matter." Yeah, "Don't Matter" one hundred eighty-two million. "I Want to Love You" one hundred ninety-eight million, and "Smack That" three hundred forty-one million listens on Spotify. Man, that's a good top I not, three. I did not know Akon was doing that well. I, I think yeah, I, did you I, know that uh, he had a song with uh, with uh, Six Nine recently? Why? 
I don't know, but he does the uh, the chorus on Six Nine song "Locked Up," Part Two. I don't think I've listened to Part One or Part Two of "Locked." Yeah, Up I hadn't either. Nine. I didn't know. I hadn't either. <laughs> From Six X Nine Nine. Yeah, found out about it today. But yeah, dude, I just want to shout out shout out Akon and uh, "Don't Matter." I want to love you and smack that for as strong of a top three songs for an artist. Uh, that that'll that'll contend. Everybody sings "Don't Matter." Everyone knows that chorus. So yeah, all right, I like I, it. That's my pop culture minute. Uh, for my pop culture minute, uh, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet, but I also do want to do a little bit of a, another shout out, but a little bit of a different shout out. Uh, this this week we uh, sadly had the passing of Alex Trebek. That is very the former Jeopardy host. I think a lot of us grew up with Alex. Grew up with Alex Trebek, uh, you know. I don't think, I th- it's just you know. There's there's not many words for it, uh, you know. Sad guy. He was classy till the end. He announced that he had stage four cancer. I think he inspired a lot of people by fighting through it for as long as he did, uh, and fighting through it with as much class as he did. You know, he showed up to Jeopardy. He never showed any signs of weakness. He just he showed up and he showed out every day, and you know he'll be missed. He'll be missed by a lot of people, especially you know my family's big on trivia. Uh, we're smart people. We watch a lot of Jeopardy, and you know, I think I think he'll hit it'll hit our family pretty uh, hit our family pretty hard, and we'll we'll all miss him quite a bit. But yeah. uh, you know, just a shout out to probably the the game show host host goat Alex yeah. Trebek. It, yeah, man, like but, it's gonna be so weird. Just you know, right? To hearing someone say Daily Double, that's not Alex Trebek, right? Doo-doo. Just like uh, no, and not hearing oh, it's gonna be so weird. It's gonna mm-hmm. be so weird. Yep. Uh, but again, guys, we appreciate you being here. Appreciate it if you made it this far again. Um, again, I've been Trumanstein. That's been Owen Dom. Uh, we hope to see you here next week, you know, for our Chiefs bye week special. Yes, sir. See you.